If you'll turn to Luke 4, starting with chapter, starting with Luke's chapter 4, starting with verse 16. So we're going to look at this. We're in Luke this month, and for our, all, all the confessions this month will be in Luke. Luke chapter 4, starting in verse 16. In verse 16, And he, being Christ, came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he anointed me to proclaim good good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been filled, fulfilled in your hearing. And all spoke well of him and marveled at the gracious words that were coming from his mouth. And then we're going to see a, a quick change. And then, and they said, Is this not Joseph's son? He said to them, Doubtless you will quote to me this proverb, Physician, heal yourself. What we have heard you did at Capernaum, do here in your hometown as well. And he said, Truly, I say to you, no prophet is acceptable in his hometown. But in truth, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heavens were shut up three years and six months, and a great famine came over all the land. And Elijah was sent to none of them, but only to Zarephath in the land of Sidon, to a woman who was a widow. And there were many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elijah, and none of them were cleansed, but only Naaman the Syrian. When they heard these things, all in the synagogue were filled with wrath. And they rose up and drove him out of the town and brought him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built so that they could throw him down the cliff. But passing through their midst, he went away. So let's quickly set the picture. We're going to end on a quote from Matthew Henry, then we're going to go to confession. So Jesus was fresh from preaching a healing campaign in Galilee. So he returns to Nazareth after being absent for many months. So he left a commoner, a carpenter, and he kind of returns a growing celebrity. Uh, rumors about him possibly being the Messiah are starting to surface. So on the Sabbath, he's invited to read from the sacred scrolls. And so really, it's almost a little bit, it's a tradition, but it was almost a little bit like a test. Let's see what kind of teacher he's become. So he reads from Isaiah 61, verses 1 through 5. And the Spirit of the Lord anointing him to preach good news, heal and set free. Then he says, today this scripture has been fulfilled. You know, that's just an incredible moment. So the reaction, the first reaction in the synagogue was one of astonishment. And Luke says they were amazed at his gracious words. So most had never heard Jesus as a speaker or a teacher. In his life, you know, just been this submissive son, the son of a carpenter. But here's what happened. The scene quickly changes. In Hollywood movies, it's often... Thunder. You know, you hear thunder in the background. And the skepticism arrives on the scene. 
muttering begins, is this Joseph's son? Because, let's be honest, there are probably some rumors about the origin of Jesus' birth and who his father was. So this is a classic example to me of how our mind tries to put God in a box. How we attempt to reason with our intellect. Remember, we all are lost and dead in our sin. So you know what the people are thinking? Hey, you're reading about healing. You've healed other places. Hey, Johnson, how about healing in our hometown here? We want to see some of these miracles. Prove your deity. We demand some signs. We want to hear more than just your words. But you know what? People are still placing demands on God and ignoring His sovereignty, sovereignty today. So Jesus refers to two stories of two non-Jewish individuals whose needs were met while the Jews' needs were not met. So this resentment and skepticism seethed beneath the surface and now it erupts in anger and wrath and murder. So Nazareth is built on the edge of a mountain. So without a hearing which was, or a trial which is required in both Jewish and Roman law, the church crowd gets him and intends to kill him by throwing him off the cliff. I mean, he's not hanging out at a bad place. He's at church. So here's what happens when, when we do not come to God on our terms. For those who are born again, sanctification is not a process based on your terms. Now listen to this quote by Matthew Henry. This really made this text come alive to me. The doctrine of God's sovereignty, his right to do his will, provokes proud man. Man wants God's favor in his own way. In our angry when others, the favors they neglect. Jesus is still rejected by multitudes who hear the same message from his words. How many times are you and I guilty of trying to make life about me and what I want? You know, I can become angry when I, my expectations are not met. And you know what? I hate to admit it. I don't know about you, but I can see myself in that crowd a little bit that day. Think about what Matthew Henry, as he reflected on these scriptures, is your pride in conflict with God's sovereignty. Let us confess our sins to the Lord. Our Father in heaven, you tell us in your holy word that you are our Father and we are the clay. You are, the pot, you are our potter. We are the work of your hand. Woe to man who strives with God who formed him, a pot among earthen pots. Please remind us daily, Lord, that our pride runs in direct collision with your sovereignty. No man can come to you on their terms and demands. You are God. And in Psalms, you state that whatever the Lord pleases, He does in heaven and on earth. Thank you for the good news in Christ Jesus. But God, being rich in mercy because of His great love, which He, has, which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, we are saved. 
My pride is a barrier, Lord, in my relationship with you. Remind me, remind me daily of my struggles where my pride wants to be in opposition to you. Thank you for the gift of salvation. Thank you for your grace. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.